All right, welcome to episode 26 of the At Bat Podcast presented by War Media, where we give you our thoughts on the latest Chicago baseball news as well as take a trip around the league. I am Saul Rodriguez along with Miles Porter. How are we doing today, man? Hey, doing good. Um, I'm feeling feeling pretty happy that I saw Sister Jean throw out the first pitch the other day at Wrigley. That just that just makes me happy because that's just that's awesome. That that's my highlight of the week. So doing good. Dude, hundred and three. Yeah. That's unbelievable like i can't even that's that's I, that's crazy and you know what the, the, the i don't know if you saw this but it came out this morning actually uh they have a sister dean striking out javi bites oh the, <laughs> geez it was, it was uh it was, <laughs> it was the pitching ninja the pitching ninja like uh, uh put it together uh rob friedman i believe his name he put it together and it like sister jean throwing it and Baez like swinging like <laughs> over it like a breaking ball. Oh man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, that. That's amazing. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> I know. Hey, I, bro, her pitch had a drop, had some drop on it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, you know, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, yeah. So uh, we'll start off uh, this week by talking about the top story in Chicago right now, man, when it comes to baseball. And that is, <sighs> The Chicago White Sox have been eliminated from postseason contention. Uh, they had, they've, and even to up to right now, man, it's just all been downhill. They're on a seven game losing streak after last night's loss to Minnesota. Um, the way I see it, they took that season is over thing a little too seriously because even when they got swept by Cleveland, uh, they still had a chance, I guess, you know, mathematically when it came to the wild card or when it came to the central. All of us, they went from like, they went from being down to the division by like four games, you know, to now it's, I mean, obviously the division's over, but they're like, they were down 10 games at like earlier this week. So yeah. it, it's, uh, it's pretty bad, but uh, what are your initial thoughts when you, you know, uh, for the white Sox, you know, their season officially, we talked about it all season, right? We talked, when are the Sox going to get going? When are they going to get going? And they kind of did get going, especially, especially like, at the end of August, early this month, they they did get a you know a little bit of a streak going, a little bit of you know mm-hmm. um, some momentum. But mm-hmm. uh, Cleveland never lost, and when it came down to it, Cleveland beat the Sox when it mattered most. Yeah, uh, kind of going. Yeah, it's, it's so unfortunate. You know, you know the White Sox. You know, Sox fans are just like over when when my uncle, who was like one of the biggest White Sox fans that I know, who talks trash to me every time I see him. Mm-hmm. Every time, and you might be listening to this, <laughs> I, I I I love him so much. <laughs> and whenever he sees me, he is talking. He 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 is he's the biggest Sox fan ever. So to see him, like you know, kind of just be like, I don't know what to, I don't know what to say. That's how you know it's this is the this is a different time. Look, going going back to what kind of what I talked about earlier in September is like it's it's a now or never situation for them. They did have that stretch of games where they were winning. And they were, you know, it looked like they were starting to get some momentum going. Um, then things just kind of fell off. They, they just, they just, they just dropped off the end of the world. Um, I said you, you pretty much got to win every game going forward because I never saw, I never saw the Guardians slowing down. Once, once they pretty much took that lead, um, it looks like they ran with it and they felt good about themselves in that division. So. You know, I, I just I just think I just think the White Sox just had so many issues this year. Um and, and so many oh gosh, this is a team that's just they're very defeated right now. And you can see it when they're playing. I mean, you even look back to last night, what I think it was two hits that they had. 
Um, you know, I, I this uh, is it's really. And I'm, I'm always going to say this. I'm going to stick by it. It's not a talent thing right now with them. It's just a mentality. I think mentally they're just defeated. They're they're just trying to figure out what the heck is going on. Why did things go so bad this year? I think there's a lot of fingers that they can point at. Um. I, I, I hope people aren't just pointing their fingers at LaRusa. I really, I really hope not when he's working with generally the same roster that he had last year. He has a lot to do with it in terms of leadership and putting together lineups and making certain moves. But also we got to hold some of these players accountable who are supposed to go out on the field and perform and execute and do their jobs. Um, that didn't happen. That didn't happen with a, with a couple of players on this team this year and injuries as well. It's just, it's just, it's a bummer. I just think I just think that they're mentally defeated, and for a team that we had very high hopes for as as, as Chicago fans, um, this is this is a uh, shocking. And you know, I think in the offseason, there's going to be a lot of reevaluating that they have to do. They have to do. There's no reason for a team with this kind of roster to ever ever not have 90 wins at this point in the year. I don't I don't care what division you're in. This is a very talented baseball team that just lost their way. So. You know, hopefully certain things are addressed in the offseason, but this is this is a bummer. I don't care if you're a Cubs fan or a Sox fan. Chicago at the end of the day, this is just a bummer. Yeah, and, and I think it's just the way it happened, too, it, that they kind of like after after having, you know, a, a great start to the month, it, uh, you know, they had this huge series um, against Cleveland, uh, and it was their, their chance, you know, to like really, you know um, – solidify you know trying to come back in this division and they couldn't do it and they got swept against the the guardians last week and going and going into that series too the first game really felt like a postseason series and it was you know back and forth it was you know a close game uh they went into extras the Sox even scored off class class a um but cleveland was able to still come out with the win on that one and then after that it was just it was uh like I said, all downhill from there. I mean, they lost game two, eight to two. Um, it's really when the downward spiral began. Um, Tristan McKenzie struck out thirteen socks. Uh, then game three, uh, Shane Bieber uh, took down the socks seven plus innings, allowing two runs. He beats Cueto on uh, four to two loss. Um, and then they, they that's how they completed the sweep. And then the socks went to Detroit, um, and then again lost all three. Uh, but going back to that Cleveland series, I mean, it really it showed the difference between both teams, and it's the pitching, man. It, it just is, and uh, and as much as that first game was a little bit shaky for both teams pitching wise or whatever, um, I think the the Guardians really in, in game two and three were like, hey, you know, here, you know, here's Bieber, uh, here's McKenzie, uh, you know, have at it, and they you know went off and and did what they had to do with that. I think that's what. A lot of people talked about what the difference with the Sox and the in the Guardians was was the starting pitching and just the pitching in general because the Sox bullpen really faltered a lot this season had a lot of bumps in in, in the road and I mean for example even you know um, a game against uh, I believe it was the the Tigers when they had the uh, game three against the Tigers uh, Moncada hit home run in that game and they were they were up for a while but Kendall Graveman gave up three runs late so I think that's what's been the difference so far but. Really, for you, uh, what did you see from the Cleveland Guardians? Not only not only in, the, in that series, but what do you think, in 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 your opinion, sets them apart besides the pitching? Like, what else do they have that that kind of sets them apart? A lot of look, a lot of people. Let's face it, a lot of people do not take 
a team from the Central seriously. I think that the team that they take the most serious in, in any Central, really, or be AL or NL, is the Cardinals. I think people look at them and, and see, a, you know, a, a, a more complete team, regardless of the division and how, you know, weak it is. But uh, in your eyes, what sets Cleveland apart from the rest? Oh, my gosh. I think I think right now just very, very motivated, very confident. Um, and I look I looked at I look at that series between, you know, the Sox and the Guardians. Um, timely hitting. I think there's a lot of timely hitting on, on that team. At least that's what I saw, especially especially um, specifically. I'm looking at all the notes here. Game three pretty close game if you ask me 4-2 loss um Jose Ramirez with a sack fly um Andres Jimenez with an RBI bunt I mean it's just you're you're they're also they also understand how their lineup dynamic works as well this isn't a team that's exactly has a lot of home run hitters but they're a very fast nimble team if you look at a lot of players in this lineup they know how to move they also hustle you put those two things together. I don't care. I don't care who you're playing. These are going to be hard outs. So they're playing small ball. They know when to get the ball in the air and they have to. Um, Jose Ramirez. I, I he he's just he's just a player who I look at who, to this day, and I'm always going to say it. I still don't think he's talked about enough. I still don't think he is, and he's always been one of my favorite players to watch. Just a timely hitting man. It's just they're, they're, then on top of that, you add the pitching as well. They're uh they're they're like one of those teams that is a really caught fire and they understand their dynamic as a ball club. So I think that is what sets them apart from uh, yeah, I don't think not only the White Sox, but I think even going into the playoffs, your regular season message a record, who gives a crap? Is mm-hmm. it's, it's the playoffs. Any anything can happen. We saw what happened with the Braves last year. The Guardians might might kind of play as not as a Cinderella team, but as a team that people were kind of overlooking, and they made some teams work for it. And I'm not saying that they are going to do that, but they are playing with a lot of momentum and they understand the dynamic right now. And teams that understand themselves very well usually end up having a lot of success because they know what works for them, what doesn't work for them. So when I look at the Guardians, this is very motivated baseball, and they are playing very very smart baseball. No, yeah, I mean you you nailed it right there. I mean they do understand their their like the, the way they play baseball and and mm-hmm. it worked all season long and and yeah. they did it. And look, the thing is too is they have guys that a lot of people you know, uh, not necessarily don't know, but they 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 don't know much of their game. And when it comes to Stephen Kwan or uh, when it comes to Miles Straw and uh, and Naylor, Josh Naylor, so it's it's those guys that have really been gritty all season for them and uh been able to help them you know string out some wins and and just win when it matters and you know they, they credit to cleveland like regardless you know as much as we know uh i even said it before of how weak the divisions are in, in the central look at the end of the day they're in the postseason anything can happen right and i think that that's what comes down to it and they have they the, their pitching is is talented enough to win a series in the playoffs uh, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. I think that's the way I even, I look at it in, as in, in the sense of the Cardinals, as I said before, the Cardinals have the, the best, I think they have the best team in in the central, you know, in the central division, either league. And so I know that, you know, everyone, you know, the, the divisions are weak, but I think they either, both of these teams could go out and surprise people and, you know, make an LCS run or something like that. I, I, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised just cause that's baseball. Right. You, and especially in yeah. October, you throw out all the numbers, you throw out everything. 
it's 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 you know it and it always comes down to pitching. So if you can go out there and have a a, a, a rotation that has Bieber, that has McKenzie, uh, and you know Quantrill. So it's like you know it's it, they'll definitely um, have an opportunity to to go far in the playoffs. And I believe as of right now, uh, they would face the Mariners, I believe. Um, but yeah, I want to check it out actually. But I think look. I believe if they go into the second round, they would face the Yankees. Uh, so that might that might be a rough rough uh, road in general. Um, yeah. So okay. Yeah. So if the postseason started today, uh, Cleveland would face Seattle. This it would be the three Cleveland facing the six Seattle, and then the winner of that faces the Yankees. So that <laughs> that would be uh, it's a scary road for them. Uh, but I would like to see. Uh, me personally, and again, we'll get this. We'll get to this in our post in picture, but really, as a sneak peek to mine, uh, what I want uh, would be Seattle facing the Yankees. I think that'd be pretty pretty cool. If J Rod, obviously, oh, hopefully J Rod's healthy and all. But uh, yeah, uh, staying more on the White Sox, uh, I also did want to say that uh, uh, I'm not sure if you saw uh, Miguel Cairo's uh, comments uh, talking about the embarrassing play and and um, uh, all that. I think uh, he still. You know, as Tony La Russa isn't going to return for the rest of the season, they already announced that. Um, if Miguel uh, Guido is like, he, if he stays, you know, for next year, if like they end up getting rid of La Russa, um, then I feel like Guido would be a great replacement. Um, but who knows what? I mean, there's plenty of options. Uh, Don Manningly uh, is going to leave the Marlins. Um, I wouldn't, you know, leave that off the table either. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Sox, you know, unfortunately went downhill and it hasn't stopped then, you know, there. So kind of um, what do you think the Sox will do, say, obviously, and again, we'll have another offseason show to kind of run down everything that we think is going to happen. But what do you see as moves that are not necessarily going to happen, but the moves that should happen besides a managerial role for the Sox? Like, what do you what do you think they need the most? I think you have to address address some issues when it comes to the catching position. Um, I think Sebi Zavala is very solid behind the plate. Um, but when you look at him and, and Yasmani Grandal, there's not a lot of offensive production there, um, which is okay. I think they make up for it in other spots. But I think, you know, it's a, it's a team that can – I don't know. You, I think I think it's okay to move some, move some guys around. Um, Maybe think about keeping AJ Pollock around. I, I think in, in you know in his time here, I think he's been pretty solid for mm-hmm. you know for his age and you know offensively, I'm you know I'm I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied. I'm not expecting him to go out and and pop thirty a year, but for what he's done, I'm fine with it. I think and I think defensively he's very solid as well. Um, in terms of the manager, I really do like Miguel Cairo. I kind of like that he is being hard on his team in a public way. It kind of lets Sox fans know, hey, we got a manager right now that kind of is trying to light a fire under these guys. And it kind of reminds me of Ozzy Gain a little bit, if I'm, if I'm to be honest with mm-hmm. you, kind of, kind of, you know, not playing up to your standard and, and having, you know, a manager who's, who's holding you accountable that. I like that. And if he's not the guy and they decide to bring in Don Mattingly, I think I think that's an okay. I think that's a fine move as well. I keep hearing Yankees fans talk about how they want Maddie Lee to be their bench coach and all that. 
I, I think I think Mattingly is going to be a manager somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. So I think honestly, between him and Mattingly, I think those are great options. I think maybe we're going to address some things with the pitching. Um, but if, if there's one thing I do know for sure, <laughs> let 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 Tony let Tony retire in peace. Um, don't give him a reason to come back. It's not his fault. But I think he is. This is something that should have been addressed a while ago. It worked last year. I think that's why he stuck around this year and also everything with Reinsdorf. But um, you know, I think I think there's options out there. I think that I think the White Sox still have very very good options to work with, and it's just a matter of leadership, and uh, that's just what they got to address. Yeah, and I think uh, yeah, they definitely do have to you know shore up the catching and and do stuff like that. I think one one thing that I st- uh stood out for me, especially this week when looking at it, I saw. Um, uh, somebody tweeted out that the the cart or sorry the White Sox had, um, they've had I believe six different uh second basemen starting on opening day the last six seasons. Um, I mean that's that's crazy to me, and it's going back to 2017. Um, one, yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe you know go out there and get a second baseman and get somebody who can play second base. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, go out there and get someone who can play second base. And, uh, and maybe that m- might be one of the holes that kind of, you know, helps them out, especially with, with the type of guys that are, you know, going to be available, guys that, you know, star shortstops that maybe they could play second base. Who knows? I'm not saying they're going to go out there and get Trey Turner, but, you know, they can maybe uh, get someone uh, close to that caliber that can you know, go from shortstop to second or something like that. But they definitely need to find someone um, that's just going to be there all season. And, they, they I mean, they've had it rough regardless um, – and again, you can't all you can't all put it on, on injuries, but they they did have it uh, rough in, in the sense of you know injuries all season with you know whether it be Lance Lynn, Tim Anderson, uh, Luis Robert. I feel like Luis Robert was barely in you know barely played. Um, so yeah, it, it was a rough rough go, and and we'll get into more of the socks um, when we talk to uh, Chris Pennant and Gabe Wilkins. They're gonna come on next week. Um, and talk more about the Sox and, and, and preview also the postseason. So, um, yeah, that's, that'll do it for the Sox. They have, you know, two more uh, versus Minnesota. Then they play three versus San Diego and then three versus Minnesota. So uh, they can play the Sox to play spoiler against the Padres um, if they can able, able to beat them uh, two out of three or something like that. So because the Padres are still in the hunt in the wild card. Uh, moving over to the Cubs, uh, they're 68 and 86. Uh, they had a good week. Um, they, uh, are, or they, excuse me, they won a series against the uh, Miami Marlins two out of three, then they beat the pirates three out of four. Uh, they won six of their last seven. Um, and you know, Hey, like we, like I said, last show, I said, you know, the road to 70, baby, you know, just w- win 70 games as a nice consolation. And they're, uh, they're answering the call. They're just two. their magic number to 70 wins is two. So if they can just, you know, get to 70, It'll, uh, you know, make it feel better. And you know what? They can easily go out there and, you know, win more than win like, you know, 73, 74 games now. So with the way the schedule is and the way uh, things are looking. So hopefully uh, that happens. Uh, in the, the series against the Marlins, uh, uh, Wade Miley, uh, they scored three runs off of him early. And, and uh, you know, they ended up uh, blowing out the Cubs 10 to three. Uh, but the Cubs ended up coming back winning game two and three Bodie delivered uh, in game two. Um, he had a, a home run. He was involved in both, in both the runs that were scored for the Cubs. They won two to one. Uh, then game three, the, the three run three run eighth inning uh, leads to comeback. Uh, Keegan Thompson 
closed out the game in a three inning outing. Uh, I think I really liked uh, Keegan Thompson in that, you know, in that position of like coming in, closing out the game like that. You never know. Could be a, a, a could be a, a bullpen uh, arm if, you know, things happen right for the for the rotation this offseason. Uh, then Wisniewski, you know, continues continues to thrive, man. Six and a third, two earned runs, six Ks. They had that immaculate inning. Uh, Adrian Sampson again does his thing against the Pirates. Uh, six innings, one earned run. Uh, the errors uh, lead to a six nothing shutout uh, in Game Three, but the Cubs were able to bounce back in Game Four. Uh, Wisdom goes deep for his second consecutive twenty fifth uh, twenty five homer season. Uh, so that was cool to see. And then, of course, last night against the Phillies, we're recording this on a Tuesday, sorry, on a Wednesday. On Tuesday night, uh, the Cubs opened up their series against the Phillies, who are fighting for, you know, again, postseasons for a postseason spot. Morel homered, and Stroman continued to have his uh, solid second half of, of the season. Uh, you know what? The with the Cubs, it, this in the second half, it's really, really actually been their pitching. And I saw a stat too where it said, that the Cubs had the third best ERA in the second half. Um, and they've been playing 500 ball, you know. So, um, what what did you see this week when it came to, you know, guys like Wisniewski, Samson? Like, what, what were some of the bright spots of this week where the Cubs, again, had everything go their way? Gosh, this is, uh, you know, it's kind of the opposite of, of, our, of our boys on the south side. They're mm-hmm. playing very, very motivated, very confident. I'm seeing a lot of um, – I'm seeing a lot of learning going on. Uh, you know, I've seen, a, you know, with with this pitching staff, you know, very young, not too experienced, but they are they are not afraid to attack hitters. They're they're going right at guys. Um, you know, I, I know I know you know Saad has still been getting hit around a little bit. He's been struggling a little bit since that that one very solid start he had at Wrigley. Um, but you know, you look at the you look at this ball club. That that there's so many people. Um, in the bullpen, out of the rotation, who are just still trying to kind of prove themselves in the MLB. So I think they understand that. I think a lot of these pitchers, a lot of these players know where this team is headed. I love it. I love it. And really, I think, you know, Wisniewski, I think what's nasty. This dude is, this dude is, (laughs) this dude is so nasty. So I'm hoping, you know, that they continue to develop him. I think he's someone who we keep down the line. Um, I'm loving it. I'm 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 really loving it. Like you said, um, the pitching has really been what's been holding this team at elite at around 500 ball and you know third third best ERA in the major league since the break. There's there's a lot of um there's a lot of good things to look forward to, and you know because everyone is this is a very young team, they do things right. It only gets better from there. So you know I think I think there's a lot to look forward to. From a pitching aspects, all you do is continue to build on it to make sure that these hitters are able to catch up as well. Yeah, and it's it's exactly the kind of like what Strowman uh, was saying this week too is you know he's gonna be he's gonna be a big part in trying to recruit guys, and I think this again um, the way that they pitched uh, just another reason to get guys to come over here. And again, hey, look, and we talked about it a little bit, I believe, last episode of just talks already like the season hasn't even ended, and there's been there's already people. Uh, uh, talking about names attached to the Cubs, whether it be Rodon, uh, whether it be Trey Turner, stuff like that. So, and, and again, murmurs continue to, 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 you know, to reveal that the Cubs are going to be big spenders. 
uh, and they're going to go out there, maybe Correa, you know, maybe Turner, to show that they're ready to contend sooner rather than later. So, um, yeah, we'll see. It's going to be it's going to be something to watch out. The Cubs are going to be one of those teams to watch in the offseason to see what they do. Same with the teams like the Giants that have that had um, rough seasons this year, uh, but they're looking to compete. You know, whether it be next year or the year after that. So it'll be something to watch out for for sure. Uh, Nico Horner and Wilson Contreras came back. Um, good to see Contreras back. I mean, look, it, he he's going to probably play most likely will play his last uh, you're going to see you actually, you're going to, like you said, you're going to be there on Sunday. Yeah. You might see uh, Contreras last uh, a game at Wrigley in the Cubs uniform. So Carl, like a um, too. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's going to, he, he said, he's not, he said he's not ruling out uh, um, taking the qualifying offer. He said that, you know, he's not, not going to say no, not, not going to say no to that yet. Um, I'm assuming though, he's going to leave because I, I, he's going to probably get more money uh, annual and annual value uh, from someone else. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, kind of uh, walk me. How about this? In this? Since this might be for sure his last week with the Cubs um, now, almost officially now, like the trade deadline. Uh, I, I, yeah. How do you feel about that? And also just kind of run down like what, well, you might've said this before, but what's your favorite uh, Contreras moment, man? Oh gosh. Or one of them. No, nah, dude. Listen, if the, if if this, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it very straightforward. If he's not a Chicago Cub in 2023, shame on the ownership. Shame on them. There, there's so much value in having a player like this in terms of leadership, in terms of experience what he does for players around him, how much of an elite catcher he is with his arm behind the plate and a solid bat in a time where catchers don't hit the ball well, you're going to look at me and tell me that, you know, you want to you want to uh, ship him off, bring, bring in younger ta- – that's fine. I understand that aspect. Point me to a catcher that's ready in our system. I don't – because – because. I don't think there is one right now. Um, and I think we do have a lot of great young talent able to come out um, next year. I think we're going to overall going to keep an eye on Matt Mervis right now. Shame on the Cubs if we really do not bring this incredible staple back in a Cubs jersey next year. And, and, and le- unless, unless, you know, we bring in someone else behind the plate who we feel can, you know, fill that role whatever but to a certain extent you got to understand what who a franchise player is wilson is a franchise player um and if we really want to talk about competing next year what better guy on this team understands what it means aside from hendrix next year what are we doing what this is this is one of those players where it's he uh you 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 look at like yadier molina or joey vado on their respective teams this is a player who I think he brings so much more than just how talented he is. And so, you know, I, I hope they keep him around. I know that they're, that they're really looking into, you know, parting ways with them in the off season. Shame on them. I think that's stupid. Um, favorite Wilson moment. I don't know if I can point to one, man. Uh, oh gosh, his first home run at Wrigley Field. Yeah, I think that was one of the most electric 
moments I've ever I've ever seen in my life. Um, I don't know when he told John Lester to to pick off at first base. For, who was running? Was it Colton Wong at first base? I think it was. Yeah, 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 I think it was. Yeah. At the Cubs convention, when he when Wilson just <laughs> when he just honestly let out what he told John Lester at the kids' interview, that was hilarious. <laughs> Um, when I was at the game last week, when he almost took the bullpen catcher's head off when he was rehabbing and then threw him into the crowd and almost took a fan's head off. That's another one of my favorite moments. Um, gosh, there's so many, there's so many other moments that I'm not pointing out. So many world series moments that he had. God, there's Wilson has been, he's been a treasure. He's been a treasure, not just for the Cubs, but for baseball. Um, he's the man, he's the man. He's one of, he's my, he's one of my favorite players. So obviously I can go off about it, but you know, there's, there's so many Wilson moments that I could point to, and it, it'd be a true shame if we parted ways with them. It really, really would be. But I definitely agree with you when when it comes to like Contreras. Like, I mean, it, yeah, realistically, if you want to compete next year, it's probably going to be better if he's on the team. Um, but it, I just, I don't know. I just probably, I just feel like they're probably going to end up like, yeah, you know, letting him go uh, for the compensation pick. I just think they're, they're that's what they were probably eyeing to be honest, because they weren't able to get any type of return at, at the deadline. Um, but you know what? If they keep them, I, I would be really happy and, and if they did that. So hopefully they're able to figure something out. But, you know, I've kind of come to terms with it at this point. So hopefully um, Cubs are able to uh, convince me that they did the right decision on whatever they do. So, um, but when it comes to uh, my favorite uh, moment, man, it, it's, it, yeah, you're right in the sense of it's so hard to pick one. Um, cause that first, uh, his first career home run, home run was, was electric, um, against the Pirates. Um, but I think for me, uh, it's probably going to end up being one of, one of two. It's either going to be, uh, his all star game home run in 2018. It's funny because actually both all star game ones. Uh, in 2018, he had a home run in the All-Star game. That was pretty cool. And then also, just, dude, this year, the All-Star game with uh, his brother, William. I mean, that's one of the coolest moments in baseball history for me ever. Like, just, like, for me, like, watching baseball, uh, that's one of the most badass things. Like, we've seen brothers all the time, but to start in the same All-Star game as your brother and something like like, that's awesome, man. So, um, that will definitely be one of the ones that I look back at for sure. Um, kind of moving out a little bit, I did see uh, – um, that Frank Schwindel has a new home. He found a new home in the Dominican Republic, man. He's playing for the, the Aguilas Cibenas of, uh, of the Dominican uh, Winter League. So Frank the Tank uh, lives on uh, in a different country. Um, and I will say he looks good in the threads. He's wearing like these yellow jerseys. Um, so uh, wish him nothing but the best, Frank the Tank. I hope he goes, honestly, I, because just because the ESPN shows, like uh, they showed a, uh, Korean baseball or whatever, and um, yeah. it'd, it'd be cool if Frank goes over there, you know, play plays in Asia or like. You know, Let me stuff. do it. That'd be awesome. Let the you know, let right? the swish go everywhere, man. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Um. Uh. But yeah, other than that, uh, the Cubs do play uh two more against the Phillies uh, as they try to play spoiler. Unfortunately, playing spoiler in this case means helping the Brewers, but the Brewers were weren't able to help themselves last night after the Cubs beat the Phillies. So hopefully, the Cardinals will just get the job done. Um. You know, just that way, you know, the Cubs don't help the Brewers in that case. Uh, we have three versus – we actually – you know, we end the season with six straight against the Cincinnati Reds, uh, three this weekend, three uh, next week at Cincinnati. Uh, um, 
uh, as we said, as I said before, Miles for sure is going to be at game three. I will be at, at game one uh, this weekend, and maybe maybe Miles will too. That's uh, T, uh, TBD. Uh, but hopefully uh, at bat takes over this uh, this weekend series uh, at Wrigley for the last one of the season. So uh, hopefully the Cubs are able to reach 70 when we're there. Uh, You're right there, boys. You're right there. Come on. <laughs> All right. And then uh, around the league, we'll, we'll touch on a couple of things. Uh, Albert Pujols, man, hit number 700. I mean, dude, that was another thing too, just um, kind of seeing that. It was magical. I mean, in the fact that the machine, yeah, the machine, and the fact that he hit two home runs in a game to do it, and the you know, dude, it was. I mean, the Dodger. It, you know, the funniest part. The funniest part. I don't know if you saw. There's a clip of Dave Roberts on the bench. This dude, like, either he for either one of two things. Either he's just celebrating for his boy Pujols, or he forgot that Pujols wasn't playing for the Dodgers anymore. Uh, cause he like was like sitting there, and then he, like he sees Pujols at home, like hit the the ball, and he's just like. And then he kind of like gets up, and then and then he like kind of like brings him back himself that uh, back down to be like, oh, <laughs> that was against that was against us. He's just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was cool though, because he like it was like he became a fan for a sec, and then he remembered, yeah. oh crap, that's again that was against us. He hit that against <laughs> us. So, um, yeah, but yeah, but yeah. What what uh, what did you think about the the home run and just like the whole celebration and the fact that you know the Dodgers were very, the fact that it happened to the Dodgers too where. His former team, also one of his former teams. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What What did you think about that? Legendary, amazing. Seven hundred. That's That's amazing to say the word. You know, we were able to witness that, and then this is it's incredible. And what was it, Adrian Belcher, that he went to after he touched home plate? I, I I'm not sure if he went, or I didn't. I don't remember if he went straight to him, but I did see Adrian Belcher Belcher there. So it could have been, yeah. It yeah. could have been, yeah. The support, basically, the support mm-hmm. that, that, he, that he has and, and what he means to baseball. It's just incredible. And I'm going to be honest with you, he, he he's had a very solid season with the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, so I think uh, I think that's that's incredible. So this is, this is amazing. This is one of my favorite players. He, he made me cry as a kid whenever he'd come to Wrigley and hurt us. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, so it's just uh, – one of those players you grew up with uh he's been he's basically been playing baseball my entire life so it's cool it's cool to see that and um, i couldn't i could not have have happened to a better person also hope he gets the ball i really hope he gets the ball <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah yeah oh and it's funny because yeah like uh he hasn't gotten the ball yet but the fact that the the, the he said that the fan could keep it i thought was well, look i, I know I, I mean personally i hope he gets it somewhere or another as well just because it's cool like yeah. to have have that obviously yeah. um but the fact that he did say that he doesn't necessarily care that if he gets it back, that the like baseballs for the fans and stuff like that. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. I thought that was kind of cool in the sense of like nobody really else says that. Like nobody usually. I feel like everyone wants the ball. But yeah, yeah but but selfish selfishly speaking, not that I am Pujols, but I want him to have the ball. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But speaking of uh, uh, other valuable baseballs that are going to be in the air, Judge is still not gotten sixty-two, let alone sixty-one. He's at sixty, starting to sweat a little bit, dude. I, I'm I'm watching those games. I don't care about the Yankees, but I'm I'm watching those games like, and I'm like, mood. I'm getting a little ner- nervous for him. Hey, we're uh, <laughs> I think uh, we're we're coming down the wire a little bit now, and and teams aren't pitching to him. Yeah, either. Are. Nope. What the? What is wrong with you? <laughs> Throw the baseball. Yeah. You, oh my god. So, yeah, this is you know we're we're getting a little we're getting a little close now, and 
Um, you know, I think he I think he sort of had a little bit of a hard time in that Red Sox series. So I mm-hmm. think he's starting to feel it. So uh hopefully he's able to to get it going. I really I really hope he, he gets he first of all throw the pitch to him. I hope he hasn't had a bat in the first place. Uh yeah, we're we're getting a little close there. So you know, we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Still still has time. Still has plenty of at bats, but uh coming down to the wire a little bit. Yeah, it's bogus, dude. Like, just throw it at him. I don't get. <laughs> look, look. I, the way I, the way the way I see it is like, don't like. Wouldn't I don't know. Look, I get that an earned run as a pitcher, especially if you're a young pitcher out there, is gonna affect not only your future salary or whatever. So I get it in that standpoint. But also, it's like, wouldn't you want to be part like of his? Like, if your team's out of it, I understand. If you're in a pennant race, you're the Blue Jays. You don't want to lose a game or whatever. Sure. But if you, let's say, like, for example, the Red Sox, like, wouldn't, wouldn't you want to be part of history? Like, just go at him. But what's the worst that can happen? Best case scenario, you strike him out, right? Worst case, or sorry, uh, yeah, uh, best case scenario, you strike him out. Worst case, you're part of history forever. So I, I don't know. I, for like, what, like, what, and not even in a bad way. Nobody's ever going to, dude, does anybody really like, I mean, they don't really, uh, I think it's like, I think his last name was Bassett. See, I can't even remember his full name, but the guy who gave up, uh, Bonds is, um, home run uh oh yeah six i think no he's mad I think at the was... pitcher no one makes fun of the pitcher exactly exactly i know that's what i'm saying like you gave no up ever... a home run to <laughs> one of the greatest of all time yeah <laughs> exactly no, yeah, exactly so that's why i'm like dude just throw and look i get it in the sense of like i'm pretty sure the red Sox are probably like hey we don't want this to happen against us like big rivalry blah 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 Grow but up. yeah <laughs> exactly up. just throw the ball in the middle means yes don't be petty Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm sure, I'm sure that's, I'm sure, I bet you like so much that that has something to do with it too, just because just Red Sox, yeah. Yankees, man. I have so, more respect for the pitcher if they just go at him. Exactly. Yeah. I have way more respect for the pitcher that just goes yeah. at him. The pitcher that is like, let me dance around the zone yep. on four straight pitches. Uh, I won't say exactly. it on the podcast, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. No, no, I agree. Uh, but besides that, uh, seasons winding down, um, and clinches clinches galore, man. Cleveland, okay, like we said, clinched the Central. Um, the Yankees clinched the East, and the Cardinals clinched uh, the uh, the Central. Um, so uh, clinches coming, you know, down the wire, and still races that have not been settled. I mean, the Mets and Braves are still tied um, yeah. at the top. That one's gonna go down on the wire as well. Um, with, 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 the, with the yeah, with the with the fate of our um of our first episode predictions, uh in in, <laughs> in the hands of the Braves because we you know we said Braves are gonna win the East, so yeah. hopefully you know they can get it done. Just for just you know, oh, uh, right. That's what I'm thinking. And then the <laughs> the Dodgers also clinched, obviously, but that's been I mean that's you know they're they're gonna win like 110 games, so yeah, um. Yeah, yeah, it's legit a video game. Uh, the Astros obviously clinched because they're again also, also uh, awesome. just eighteen up. Yeah, they're just yeah. video game teams. Uh, and the Cardinals, um, you know, they clinched yesterday. Um, and the the Brewers, you know, they they you know, they're really close to not making the postseason. So they got to really you know, they, they they're also hanging hanging by a thread. So um. They unfortunately need need us to beat the Phillies, which I want us to beat the Phillies, but not for the sake of the Brewers, but for the sake of um, wins and losses. Um, yeah. But we'll we'll see that it'll definitely uh, 
uh, be fun to watch in general. Uh, but yeah, that'll that'll uh, basically do it for this episode of the At Bat Baseball Podcast. Next week we'll we'll come back with uh, hopefully a, a postseason preview. We'll see how we we'll figure it out. We'll post it on our on our on our socials uh, to see what exactly we're going to do. Um, best case scenario, uh, we release an episode on Wednesday. I know the season ends on Wednesday. Uh, every every team starts at three ten p.m. Central Time. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens for sure. Uh, but for Saul Rodriguez, Miles Porter and of war media, see you next week, guys.